watching prohibition fall down Are we live? Are we live for Grow Talk, Scotty? Dude, do it live, man. Do it live. Hey, man. Who got in our chat? <laughs> Who's that, man? Ah, Gorilla Boost Mike. Gorilla Boost Mike, what is up, man? You're going to hang out on the live show today. Yeah, man. You know, uh, I'm, I'm having that cannabis mullet today. You guys are, par you know, business in the front, party in the back. So uh, uh, this is the backside right now. We're, we're party time and, you know, talking, <laughs> uh, talking business, too. I'm just glad we talked to dude. I'm just glad he was able to listen, man. That's all, man. You look good, Dave. You look good. You look clean. You look healthy. <laughs> younger? Do I look younger? I don't know. Yeah, don't you know. do. Have you been using hyaluronic acid? <laughs> By the way, I think it just started hailing here, so if you hear a little background noise, that's what happens when you do it live. But Guru, what's up, brother? How you living? What's going on, guys? Yeah, what's going on is Gorilla Boost Mike called me up. He's my cocoa expert, and he's actually, me and Guru actually decided, you're fucking smart, man. You're plant smart. So <laughs> I've been asking Guru for a while. I was like, dude, on a grow talk, I really want to understand CalMag. I've been, you guys know if you've been listening for years, I've, every six months I'll ask to really understand it. And uh, I mean, I kind of get it, but I, I wanted to just learn about it. And I wanted to learn also the difference between CalMag and regular soil, peat versus cocoa, because I hear there's some different properties. So we'll save that, man. But that's, your, that's my secret agenda for bringing you on the show, brother. Oh, listen, dude, I'm down for it. And also maybe to get some free seeds from Brothers Grimm, because you are hooked up with Mr. Soul, right? You're doing some projects with him? Yeah, we're doing a bunch of projects. We got a lot going on. We just did our first flower harvest in our Oklahoma, um, our Oklahoma location. Nice. So we got a bunch of uh, dispensaries now carrying authentic Brothers Grimm flower. So that's a first for us as a company, um, which is super, super awesome. The Grimm glue is just going crazy, which uh, I know, you know, the last time I spoke about it, um, but the baby gluey by Cindy 99, uh, the feminized. Uh, I definitely recommend people get it. You know, get me out here. Get some me. out to me, man. Get some out to me. I'm down. I'll have to give them away. Listen, I'm going to. You know, Soul, Soul holds down all that stuff. I get, I get all the fun vaulted stuff to play with. I love it. I love it. All right, man. Let's get into it, man. This is a grow oh, talk. Y'all ready? I'll give you the show rundown here. It's going to be a grow talk show. Of course, we're going to talk about a little bit of CalMag and Cocoa, as Scotty's saying. I got some questions off dudegrows.com. We got Powdery Mildew by Byery14. Yeah, we haven't talked about powdery mildew in a while, and I always get a little heebie-jeebies when I talk about it. Uh, Tripping with No Map by Teabag and Tommy. Been there, brother. <laughs> uh, and then uh, what's going on in our grows? And Scotty's greenhouse in my outdoor grow shack. Yeah. Uh, before we do, you know how we do it. Dudegrows.com forward slash support is what brings this quality content to you and builds the community of the DGC and builds these shows, guys. If you haven't heard, this next month here, July 20th, we're hooking up a horticulture lighting group, HLG 550 V2R spec. I wish I need to go longer with that, like horsepower. I just feel so tech when I say that. I'm gonna make it sexier, Scotty. Man, I respect, that's what I'm saying. I dig that light. I've got the first version. Thing fucking works, man. Yes, it does work well, uh, as well as 30% off recharge. Free seeds from Seeds Here Now to new members. And the best, the good feeling of keeping this coming at you five days a week. We've made it happen, guys. This has been the best year for the show, ironically. Thanks to all you DGC out there keeping this coming. Uh, and we keep upping the quality of the content. My camera isn't touching my desk today. There'll be no shake in the video. Uh, so we keep it dialing it in. Just thinking the shittiest year for humanity is the best year for our show. It's fucking cruel, no? It's cruel. 
I also got the videos unlocked, guys, over there on Patreon. Sorry for a minute. There's a technical issue. Uh, those are all unlocked. If you need to go back over there and check out some of the quality videos we have up for y'all, go check them on out. What do you got, Scotty? What do I I'm got, smoke. man? Is, is increasing the community or just building this community brings us, brings us talent like Gorilla Boost Mike, man. You found us, brother. Fucking smart guy. Yeah. Yeah, hey, you know what, man? But if I am, I'm just looking at you saying it's great to have you here, but... We should shout out to the community. First off, the, always the first guy is Turk Tarmigan, right? But I've seen Indica Dogo over there, man. Hashman Keeflowski, your mailman grows. I can keep going, man. But uh, all, the, uh, all the regulars are here. It's great to see you, everybody. I, 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 if I left you out, you I'll, get, I'll get it. On? I don't see him, but I, I don't see. We'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see who pops up. All right. Yes. Good, what uh, you got, good, dude? Good hit here. All right, let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. I, mean, I need a chat, like at the stock market, where like something just runs right. across. No. Can we, we were talking about how many things you can do at once a couple days ago, and I was uh, thinking about how many consciously things you can do at once. Maybe just one conscious, but fucking how many background, you know, uh, uh, what do they call them? Background, background things you have going on. You know. Well, I mean, how often do you think about making your heartbeat? That, my point, or even just <clears throat> moving my hands or deciding to light the lighter. I'm not really, you know, you, when you're talking, you're lighting the lighter, you know? It's, interesting. it's kind of interesting, all those background processes. That's what I wanted to say. Kind of like in the computer, when your window bogs down and you're like, oh, there's 150 things going on in the background. <laughs> show the bud I'll cam. This is why I'm already talking like this, man. Guru, you were talking show about, this bud uh, cam. Ooh, look at that. Which one is that? Uh, this is L.A. Wedding Mints. L.A. Wedding Mints, the love in her eyes. And look, I don't know, did you see the new sticker? We decided that Ross to Jeff. He deserves it. What do you think that smells like, man? Wow, it smells like if you're like wedding in the mints in L.A., man. I want to talk about how, how nugs look here and the dank nugs. Uh, over on dudegirls.com, get your dank nugs up. This is in from, this is called Dank Nugs or Is It? by Snickle Fritz, 420. Snickle Fritz. Um, it's, it looks and tastes dank. It does look very good. But this mandarin cookie cut is like dude's mango light. Nothing wrong with my mango light, which I'm out of now, and right. I miss already. It was my, my, my light, I call it like it was my light weed, start the day with it, or give it to some people at a party that aren't familiar with smoking, maybe just, hey, just have a little. It had really good flavor. It wasn't a super intense high. It was just soothing, you know, some outdoor bud. Maybe that's part of it. But hang on. Um, I've never smoked weed before where I go, hey, you know what? I'm going to smoke this and I hope it doesn't get me very high. I've been smoking for 30 years, man. Well, they're, I don't know why they're shitting on this. I mean, not shitting on it, but the, the test here, they sent it into the good lab. Um, and THCA, that's what we want to look at, right? Is that 14.88, total THC percentage, 15.9. What's wrong with that? Nothing. I'm, Absolutely nothing. You go back. You look at. Well, go ahead. I was just going to say, you go back. I, I was going to say, 15 let's years. Terpenes. I, I mean, terpenes are a big part of it. You know, what's the terpene profile on that? You know, that plays a good, you know, level into the dankness and Absolutely. the entourage effect. Go smoke a, you know, a THC crystal that's 100% and don't get you very fucked up at all. Not at all. Take yeah, a marathon. That's what I wanted pill, to bro. Like, you, you can't judge. You can't look at a bud necessarily. I guess you're going to look at all the, you know, the bud you got there from loving her eyes and be like, that's dank, that's dank. That's if that's dank, wrong, I don't want to be right, homie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but <laughs> There's no way that's not getting you fucking high. We've all looked at bud that didn't look like kind bud at all, and it was freaking super stony. So 
That's all my point is. Yeah, I mean, what was the reg that we were getting stoned on back in the day? You were psyched if you got 10% THC, probably 8%. We had no idea back in the day. But it got you high as fuck. You were, ex- you were excited if it didn't have seeds. <laughs> Good, yeah, dude. I was I still actually finding seeds. Now I'm excited if it does have seeds, man. Seed popped out of some bud a couple days ago. I was like, ooh, ooh, where'd that go? All right, Scotty, I'll let you get into it here because I know you and Mike were talking on the phone, prepping a little, and you said, yeah, you guys want to talk CalMag. CalMag and then leading into, of course, Coco. Shout out to Gorilla Boost Coco. We'll get more into that, but t- take it away. All right, so I know we talk about primary nutrients, secondary nutrients, micronutrients. The primaries are nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium. Uh, th- those are your primaries. And your micronutrients are these, you know, it's like your molybdenum and all this crap that you need, crap, all these elements that you need, the teeny tiniest little fractions of a parts per million for, just a little bit, a little amount. And then there's the secondary nutrients, and that's like calcium, magnesium. Is, is sulfur in there? I don't remember, but calcium and magnesium are the ones I'm thinking of. And second, you need a shitload. You don't need as much as the macros, but you need a shitload of them. You definitely need, you can definitely fuck your plants up without the right calcium and magnesium. And then I'm always confused. Every time we talk CalMag, Guru gets kind of upset and he goes, they're two different elements, man. Calcium is separate from magnesium and the combination together. And the general fertilizers that you get that are CalMag right. are generally, just for formulation purposes, in the wrong proportions of calcium and magnesium than the plant actually needs, too. All right, so let's get into it, first of all. So why is it, a, and Guru, I want you in on this, too, but uh, I figured a couple, uh, you guys are both intelligent as fuck, man. I, I just read the book. I just listen to the book. So um, calcium deficiency. First off, how much do you need? It's, it, it is strain dependent because I've grown without CalMag for a ton. Um, what, is it mobile? Is calcium something that you have to well, to beat beforehand, or is it mobile where you can fix it well, as you notice it? Let's talk. Let's talk about what CalMag actually is first before you know um, diving you know into the independent uh, uh, you know the independent nutrients and micronutrients. So CalMag is essentially three um, nutrients that you have. You usually have some kind of uh, ammonium nitrate that's in there for um, for your nitrogen, usually sure. sitting at like a two level on the NPK. And then you have your calcium and magnesium. So do you always need that nitrogen? It, you know, it comes down to, you know, maybe in veg you want some more nitrogen. But, you know, if you, you know, mid-flower, you don't need that nitrogen. Um, you know, beginning of flower, you might not need that le- extra nitrogen. So now you're buying a product and you're using something in there thinking that is totally unnecessary where you can use, um, you know, a calcium or a magnesium where there's plenty of companies that make different, uh, you know, products on that level. And are they always, is it always calcium nitrate is what you get? Do they have anything calcium phosphate or anything that would well, be? Well, if, it, if, it's, if it's referred to as CalMag, it's usually calcium nitrate. Um, there might be a couple companies out there that um, call it CalMag and don't have uh, calcium nitrate in there. Like we're working with a company called uh, The Rooted Leaf right now on what we call a coir conditioner. So it turns even shitty coir into a uh, good coir. Um, and that deals with the ratio of your uh, potassium to calcium to magnesium, because that's what you're dealing with here as far as your media. So it's like a four two one is really what you need for a stable balance um, on those, uh, you know, on the potassium to the to the calcium to the mag to the magnesium. And, all- and now each one. And each one has, you know, independent, um, independent benefits. So, you know, we know what potassium does. Potassium is a macro that, it, you know, helps with strengthening the plants. 
um, helps with uh, resilience, resistance. Um, you know, we, we need that for sure. And as a macro, um, we need yeah. a shitload of that. And we can't have it bound up in the soil either. We need that to be released. Well, it comes down to bioavailability too. So, you know, you don't need a 35, 24, 50, you know, um, necessarily. So, you know, what kind of beneficials are you utilizing to better, to better process your macros and your micros? Yeah, that is you know, true. Something like Recharge does that. The amount of biological biological activity you do, you do have is going to determine the efficiency of your fertilizer. You're right. Less is more with Correct. that. The more biology you have, the less fertilizer you're going to need. Yeah, and don't buy Correct. a zero fifty thirty, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, you know, I mean, I and, and I test salts out on our own coir, so there's some good salts out there. Um, you know, whether it's in the salt form or it's in a liquid nutrient form. Right. Um, so there are some good things out there, but you should just, you know, know what you're, you know, balancing. Do you really need cow mag per se with the nitrogen in in flour? And you know, I you know, I wanted to dive into stuff because I went into like, you know, some more research on um, digging up some old stuff, uh, you know, on those independent things. So, you know, we're dealing with, you know, enzymatic functions and protein, um, and protein transphase, you know, and synthesis. So, you know, something like potassium is, uh, an activator of the enzymes for, uh, for the protein synthesis. So it's really important, I, yeah. important in the building of, you know, the cellular, uh, the cellular structure in, um, and that opens and closes the stomata, um, on the cells. You know, then you're going into something like calcium, which is an immobile nutrient, which you did ask. So yeah. it is immobile. So that means so, that once uh, I, but once I catch a calcium deficiency, <clears throat> it's going to take a long time for it to, hey, how do I fix that quick? You have, you can't, you're not going to, if it's, uh, you already have a calcium deficiency on a right. leaf, um, you're not going to be able to fix it on that leaf, but you can fix it for future growth. <coughs> um that's coming. Got it. Good point. Good point. I see growers looking at plants asking why that, you know, once something's damaged from this deficiency or that, why it hasn't repaired itself. And yeah, you should always be eyeing up your new growth to see, see where you're going. So it's, it's meaning it's okay. So and I'm just getting, I'm stoned as fuck and I'm enjoying this. So immobile means you ain't fixing that shit. When it's mobile nitrogen, you can take a leaf that's not so green and turn it green, right? By feeding it some nitrogen. Right. And that's the, those mobile elements. And then the immobile elements are calcium, sulfur, iron, boron, and copper. And those oh, are things that it just, you got to have yeah, that copper. from the roots, from, from the source that's got to go into your, into your material systemic. Exactly. Very cool, man. What's up, Stabby? I, I got a question here because you wanted to take it over to Coco. And you, I see here on, on the format you got, why does it make a difference in Coco? Um, and also, just so I don't forget, and, or if it ties in, Mike, are you a fan of or do we need to use, there's plenty of them out there, Coco-specific nutrients? Or can we just adjust how we do things with regular nutrients? Yeah, what is the deal with that? So, so I think the you, know, deal you with start Coco with the itself and understand what you're getting. And, and looking at the analytics of that cocoa and understanding, you know, what the source of the cocoa is. So for us, we know that we own our farms and we go from farm to, you know, to factory, to bag, to bio bag, where a lot of the other companies out there are just really co-packers going through a, a broker. So most grocery stores that you're going to, there's only like two or three plants that are white labeling for all these other brands out there. So which ones are the quality that are actually sourcing fresh material and which ones are sourcing bad material? And, and, you know, a lot of numbers on analytics will show those kind of things. You know, we're, we're more tuned into the idea of let's just look at the EC and the pH of the cocoa. Well, you know, we know that there's direct relationships of potassium, sodium, and calcium, in, you know, that naturally occurs in these coconut husks. 
Um, and it's really important to understand what that natural balance is because we spoke about the 4-2-1 balance, you know, just a couple minutes ago right, right. of the potassium to calcium to magnesium. So what's the balance on that cocoa that you're starting out with? Is it truly a neutral substrate, which means that it doesn't have that at all and you need to compound on it to create a foundation? Or, or does it already have some presence and now you might have to, you know, tweak some individual micronutrients or if your base fertilizer or nutrient uh, regimen can deal with everything that you need. Now, in the situation of LED lights, I will tell people 100% you're going to need more calcium and you're going to need more magnesium, you so know, through the that. whole process of growing. Why would the lights matter? Yeah. So you, you're looking at a lot of these new LED setups, the way the diodes are placed, and this is all, you know, um, um, you know, hypothetical. So, you know, I'm not claiming to be a scientist. But when you when you use your par meter and you start you know seeing what the spread is, it's just such an e more even spread. There are no hot spots, and I know that there are people who claim that there are CMHs with no hot spots and there are no HPSs LEDs are no next level spots. shit. Well, and, and in, and in terms to... of just the, the the idea of the hot spot too, uh, is that you're getting more diffuse light, but still a high uh, like amount of light, so that there's no shaded out spots on the plant so that all of the entire surface area of the plant is photosynthesizing versus with a, a where when you have a hot spot it's obviously going to photosynthesize more in that one individual spot too so so the way that i look at it is you cover more you cover more basis and, and magnesium is used in the photosynthetic process um as i believe oh my god i gotta i gotta look this back up guru help me out man i'm, I'm sounding stupid now what are you looking for um so I'm, so I'm looking for, okay, here we go. Um, I did take this note for myself. Uh, it forms the heart of the chlorophyll mo molecule. So that's why magnesium is so important. So oh, definitely. You know, we know chlorophyll is really Im important in the photosynthetic well, you pro uh, processing and expelling <laughs> CO2. And, you know, so, so it comes down to uh, needing that good magnesium as well. Now well, there are ways that you can do it with, oh, sorry. I was going to say, and then calcium too, has, is super important for the cell walls of the plants and then being able to make uh, pectin and have uh, stronger, sturdier cell walls at the same time. Yeah, man. Yeah, you got to have pectin too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, dude, I'm just, I just want stuff I can use, man. Calcium deficiency, uh, when I'm using coke, so do I have to use cocoa nutrients? I guess that's, uh, that's what I want to know, man. So, so the question... So the question becomes is, you know, do you need to use that brand that says it's a specific cocoa nutrient? Yeah, maybe for their specific uh, cocoa because their cocoa is deficient in certain things. So gotcha. they've, they've dialed that in specifically to their cocoa. But not every cocoa company has the nutrient line. Um, I'm a fan of kind of adjusting and tweaking things based on what I like using. So usually I go full organic and I brew teas based off of different uh, powders, uh, the Roots Organic. And then I'll use their CalMag um, No Nitrogen which is a powdered amendment that I'll put in with my brew, um, you know, when I need those two. So it's oyster shell and, you know, bone meal. So it's a more natural, um, micronized, um, you know, brewing product. Um, if you want to go the salt level, you know, I mean, you can go with the big brands like the Botanicares and the GHs as far as, um, you know, CalMag, if you just want an easier, cheaper, cheaper way. You know, it all comes down to plug and play. Um, yeah. So... You can technically use all the nutrients that are out there for cocoa. You might just have to balance some things here and there. What is the difference between, and Guru pop in here too, what is most of the difference between those? Anybody know between the cocoa newts and the uh, well, They're mostly two parts. 
That's <laughs> one thing. Coke. Yeah, I just wonder if they have. Because would you say the cocoa's loaded, or when y'all are are buffering cocoa, you're what swapping the sodium because it's from salt water, you know, so, you know, coconut salt water, whatever. You're stop, swapping the sodium with the calcium. Is that the idea? Well, that all depends. That all depends on where you're sourcing your coconuts. So you know, coconuts that are you know closer to the shoreline, you're going to have to use something very caustic like a calcium nitrate. Um, a calcium nitrate is going to, you know, give you a different type of buffer than, you know, um, what we do with a calcium carbonate that we separate off our natural water source. So um, we, we run very, very low numbers on potassium also because we, you know, we source our coconuts uh, on our farms that are 300 miles inland. So it really depends on what you're using as your buffering agent at a certain point. Got it. Got it. Because I, I cut cocoa into... Like I'll get like 35, 40% cocoa back into my nursery and cut it into peat. And it just, I use it just for the aeration properties, man. Fill us in on that process. Oh, Go ahead, Mike. Oh, so the, pro I mean, so the process is normally that, you know, you take a coconut, the coconut gets harvested off the tree. Um, it's a secondary product, what we're using, of a market for coconut water and uh, frozen coconut meat and things of that nature. So okay. this was kind of this was kind of you know a waste product for years, you know almost over twenty years. Sure. And the Dutch and the and the Israeli markets kind of really capitalized on it because of its absorbency ability. So that 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 coconut husk they called a brown coconut for the for the one that you would make your pina coladas out of. So right. It's like they take that husk, it gets split. It gets it gets dried, then it gets hacked up, and it goes through a washing process, goes through and then goes through your buffering processes. And everything's depending on how many times you have to put it through a wash. You have to put it, you know, using that buffering agent right. as well. Right. Um, it also has to depend with how you harvest those coconuts. You know, are you harvesting those coconuts and taking them back to a clean facility? Um, so that you're not um, you're not bringing any kind of trichoderma or different bacterials or or, or, or things you know into your bagged product, um, or are you you know you know doing it on a clean aspect? So you know there's a lot of factors that go into uh, cocoa and cocoa manufacturing. For us, we take the highest road and we're committed to you know small batch doing it in clean areas. Um, you know, get pay, you know paying our farmers who work for us fair wage because we rent our land out to them to farm the land. Um, so it's really it's really like a true story. We're not just a commodity um, company. So well, you guys save um, a shit ton of water in your washing process, isn't it specific to something you guys do? Correct. And you know that happens also when you're not using you know old coir or you know uh, or coconuts that are coming from close to the seaboard. Gotcha. So we're able to cut it by sixty five percent of the normal usage. So you know we're our our commitment is to the uh, to the carbon footprint. I dig. I dig. I don't know if I can stop using all my peat, but I'm mixing the two now. Mixing the two now, and the more I've been mixing cocoa and peat, uh, this is about my fourth grow doing it, I keep mixing more cocoa. At first, it was like 20%, then 30 I'm almost at like 50-50 now, and the more cocoa I add, the more I just I love the way it waters in. I do too, man. I've been cutting everything with cocoa, man. Everything. Like I said, I even started doing it in my nursery. I'm using it uh, in my outdoor right now with my native soil. So it's a great thing, you know, any kind of cocoa to use with your native soil because um, it helps with that moisture retention. You know, like areas like Arizona, California, um, years in the Emerald Triangle, you know, we had to go either above ground or we had to trench. So if we had to trench, we would just mix cocoa in there. Is it, yeah, tell, <clears throat> you used to spend time up there because I barely do. And then I went up to uh, 
Jesus, I always can't think of it, the Emerald Cup. And I was so impressed with how, what those guys are growing without a lot of bullshit, man. Those guys, I keep on asking people, what's your secret? Good soil. Good soil. Compost, they would say. You got experience up there? Yeah. Yeah, I got experience up there. It's definitely the compost idea, you know, the top dress methodology, um, you know, making sure that your your microbes are fed. So, you know, using things like unsold for molasses. So, you know, up there years ago, you had to be really resilient. So uh, and you had to be under the radar. Um, so those are two things that worked hand in hand. Um, so it caused, uh, you know, uh, ingenuity essentially to happen. I'm messing around with my outdoor this year and I'm throwing it back old school. And I'm not feeding it any kind of nudes. I'm just doing some top dress right. you know, amendments. And, uh, you know, I might add uh, I'm using some beneficials and then just, you know, some hose water at 7-0. That's just bullshit, dude. It's live. And I know we have a, a format here, man. But listen, dude, what is your you guys say you came on mentioning your outdoor? You got an outdoor going? Yeah, I got an outdoor going. Uh, I got a... Uh, Wait, where are you, by the way? House. Where the fuck are you, man? Tell everybody. Oh, well, dude, I mean, I'm in Prohibition land. All so right. We'll just put it this way. I'm on the East Coast He's in Prohibition land. East Coaster. Land. Can you tell, man? Can you tell Gorilla Boost <sighs> Mike? Hey. Actually, hey. it was great. We hung yeah. out in Philly, man. So, you actually hooked me up, man, with Poe and shit, man. Very fucking cool. Thank you for that. Yeah, listen, man. You know, it's always about connecting good people to good people. Um, Mike's yeah, fucking we got a lot solid. Of fun we got a lot of fun stuff going on in New York right now. The biggest worry in my household is how are we going to keep me medicated when my child comes to the hospital? Dude, let's get real for a second, man. <laughs> what do you got, about five weeks so your first baby, your baby girl's coming? Yeah, yeah, my wife and I have been together ten and a half years, married a little bit over nine years, and uh, this is a blessing. And uh, she turns to me the other day. And she goes, you know, the guidelines on where we're at is that once I go into labor, um, you have to be in that room and you have to be masked and you can't leave. So now I got friends calling me, telling me, oh, you know, my one child, it was a 72 hour labor. They're getting me all freaked <laughs> out. She's, she's like, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You need to make edibles. So now, and she doesn't smoke. So now I'm making edibles, you know, prepping for it. And that's going into like our, our packed bag to go to the hospital, you know, the stuff that, you know, yeah. are essential. Um, and uh, I turned to her and I go, hey, you know, I can take the peak too. And she's like, absolutely not. You are not taking the peak to the hospital. <laughs> I'm like, the you're car. not going to know any difference. You're in a private room with a bathroom. There's a fan. I'm like, you know, come on. You know, it's like the old hotel trick. Yeah, I'm um, not going to have the keys in the so, car. So, I mean, the peak's been voted out. So no concentrates, um, you know, from a vaporable form. You know, you know what? I will tell you, don't, <laughs> don't smoke weed for it because the most amazing experience just... Just straight sober. Yeah, smoking weed. I don't know what would happen if I seen what I seen stoned, man. <laughs> I, I, I agree with Scotty. But I tell you, I will give you this advice, man. Your friends are going to come over and congratulate you, and they're going to want you to go outside and smoke a joint, and you're going to look at your wife. She's going to say, yeah, go. No problem. It's cool. It's not fucking cool. It's a trick. Be like, oh, no, guys, I'm going to stay with my wife, man. <laughs> well, you know, the, the good thing is I'll just make sure to have enough edibles so I'm just lit enough. Oh, man, enjoy them. Yeah, some, yeah, some congratulations. I, I don't know, my buddies did come over. You know how you give the cigars? My buddies came yeah. over with a fat fucking joint, man. I couldn't say no. Well, every, everything's <laughs> fucked up still, you know, with this COVID yeah. stuff all around. So you don't get to have, like, that real experience right now with, yeah. the, uh, with the whole process. So, you know, we're, we're, we're making our own experience. Damn straight, man. We'll fucking, Hell yeah. We should have a little, little I mean, this sounds pathetic, but I will smoke a big fat joint with you on Zoom and laugh and enjoy the shit out of it. I don't know how to roll one like that, though, man. 
<laughs> nice. All right, so what are we doing, man? You'll get into a little... Uh... Yeah, I got a comment here. A comment yeah. here involving a little cocoa, nice. so why not? This is off of YouTube. Uh, Tobias says four... Or, Tobias 420-ish is <laughs> the username. Okay, I love like it. it. I like it. Says, I love your show. Uh, you guys are truly average day heroes. Take it. Thank you. Uh, thanks a lot. I've never written anything here, and maybe you won't even see this. I saw it. Uh, but wanted to express my admiration and respect. By different episodes, I found help that you have saved the whole crop. And right now, having problems with reused cocoa for my new indoor grow, doing eight plants and fabric pots. So here's the question. Okay. My question, is it better to buy new cocoa to add? Because when rinsing the old cocoa batch after two months drying and buffering with calcium mag, it gets muddy and doesn't feel like the first time anymore. He goes, and the seedlings, one week in getting new burns or some kind of deficiencies in brown spots. It says, love from Sweden, y'all. Respect. Hell yeah. DGC Sweden, yeah. I'll take it. Interesting. I'm going to just say aeration first. Cocoa's got great aeration properties. I don't know how it breaks down. And if you can afford new, new cocoa and, and have a purpose for your old cocoa, I'm just putting it in the trash. It goes out into my veggie garden. That's what I try to do all the time. I don't think it's totally necessary. Mike, what do you think with reusing? So I've done this a couple times where I've reused it in different different ways, you know, uh, in big pots where I've taken like a drill with like a tilling bit and then, you know, broke it up afterwards. <laughs> the other way that you can do it, because um, it sounds like he's saying a 26 liter, which is what I grow in, which is a, essentially a seven gallon uh, fabric pot. Um, you can just veg your plants in, you know, a four by four or six by six and then use a serrated knife. And when you're done, you know, um, you can just slide them back in there. Really? Yeah, I I haven't done it, but I've seen plenty of people who do this, and it's crazy. Like they'll actually like cut a circle in the pots, and then they'll take like their late veg plants, and then just put it back in those flower positions in there. They'll wash it out with some RO water. Um, you know, um, the other thing is is through that process of reusing, um, I recommend an enzyme, some kind of. So you're saying they're they're drug. planting directly into their old cocoa pot? Yeah. With they didn't take the cocoa media out of there, break it up, or do anything, they just well, cut a hole for the new plant. Hey, that is in. the problem, though, man. The problem is when you take it out and break it up, you lose the aeration. I could see that because Cor if you've got something aggressive, correct. like you're using a microbe, so, it's just going to eat so that. So, if you think shit. about it, you're flushing, you know, the average person's flushing for about two weeks, let's say. Um, you know, you should be flushing with some type of enzymatic, which helps break down those excess salts. If you so, you're talking, salts. Are you talking about liquid enzymes there, like I used to be addicted to hydrozyme. Correct. Okay. Remember that? Or Remember like that intervention? 100, all, all those are the same, essentially, at the end of the day. Um, but those help strip the salts out a little bit better, um, at, you know, if you're using a salt feed, um, so that you don't really have to use the CalMag on rebuffering your coir. You right. Know, you don't have to rebuffer coir here. So that's part of probably the issue that he's having for the new burn is that he's washing it and then rebuffering it and throwing other things back in when he still probably has trace nitrogen from the previous um newts that he's been using i'm still kind of tripping out on that's cool that we just learned if you are going to reuse cocoa don't like what i do is i take it and i put well, it I mean, in a you trash certainly can, can. you like, absolutely can man he's just saying he's seen people do that and it does work yeah yeah that's the best way though that to keep the 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 aeration in the soil soil or in the cocoa like you mentioned scotty is just to cut the hole for and maybe redoing that once you know is fine. Is there obviously I don't think three, four, five times. It's what I've been no, doing say, in the beds I would though. Say once, 
Sorry. Now, I'm so, yeah, I'm just, I'm just jumping in because now that I think about it, I've got those hempy beds. I got your cocoa in there. I've been growing. I've been fucking it up. I've been removing plants and putting them back in. And the bed's been rely. I don't know. What'd you send me that six, seven months ago? The bed's been, been going. I got yeah. peppers growing out of it, man. I got fucking basil. Just can't seem to flip my weed to flower. <laughs> you think that's uh, an issue, man? You should talk to a therapist about why I can't flip the flower. Is Eventually. It, is it, because you're, it sounds like technical issues. That's a fear of commitment, man, all right? <laughs> it's a joke, man. I'm only kidding. Mike, were you in the middle of a comment there when Scotty, uh, Scotty you know, interrupted us? Yes, yes. I, I forgot where I was going with that. Um, so, Fair you know, enough. I mean, going, going back to it, yeah, I would only reuse cocoa about once or maybe twice max. You know, it's not really okay. made to be reused. Um, and if it's getting muddy, uh, that's definitely a sign that you don't want to reuse it at right. that point. All right, all the way from Sweden there. Um, we got a, I want to go to this. I don't know if we'll fit these all in here. Great talk, though. Great bullshitting. Uh, learning about cocoa. Uh, shout out to Gorilla Boost Cocoa. You guys, I know we're in all the grow gens. Is there anywhere else they could look to get your cocoa? If somebody if DGC wants to hook up? Uh, yeah, so we got CMP, in, which is a distributor in British Columbia that cool. supplies a number of the grow stores. So they're going to be um, getting our products in pretty soon. They sound um, Canadian. Yeah, they're really, really awesome people. Um, GrowGen um, at multiple stores. Um, we're starting a whole new campaign with them. So um, hopefully soon coming to every GrowGen store. Um, our bio bags and our 50 liter bags. Um, in Massachusetts, you have uh, Ugrow in Brockton. Uh, you have in New Hampton, New York, a place called Dan's Pro Grow. Uh, we got a bunch of other few scattered around all over the place. It's fucking but, awesome, uh, though, you man. You're doing it fucking, you're just doing it, man. You fucking seen a way to do it. <clears throat> you, found, you found what you know, and uh, you're just bootstrapping. I fucking love it, man. Respect. Hey, you know, those guys at Ugrow Hydroponics actually know the guy that rolled the world record longest <laughs> joint. <laughs> They're actually some, oh, wow. some cool dudes over there. <laughs> Shout out Ali. <coughs> Ali's a good dude. Um, yeah, and we're just trying to, we're just trying to, you know, do things, you know, the, the grassroots way. I you love know, meet it, people man. and just show people that we're here. You know, you have questions. We're here to answer your questions. You know, you're not going to get ghosted. I will. I, I don't want to be, make promote too much, but these were fucking cool, man. Did you invent these, or what is this, man? These are, it's like a cube that you just put some water on. It's in a little grow bag and everything, man. It's like a little fucking so, rockwool cube. Pretty cool. So I didn't, I didn't invent it, but I helped, um, you know, re-engineer. Let's call the right. the, the style of product, um, so yeah. that it's a little bit more durable on the bag. Yeah, um, this thing's cool, man. Get high and watch it grow, man. <laughs> anyway, nice stuff, man. Tight work, brother. I wish you all the the luck in the world, all the success. How about that, man? We're gonna crush it. Right. And, what do you guys have going on in the garden right now, dude? Dude, I have a bunch of shit, but my indoor—I'm sorry, my greenhouse is so fucking crushing it. I I got in trouble because uh, shout out to Embracing Organics guys. I was hanging out with them uh, was every Thursday. Yeah, every Thursday. And I was like, dude, my greenhouse, it's so fucking easy to grow in a greenhouse. And like Pedro, and there's just a bunch of people who are like kind of giving me dirty looks. And I was like, damn, you know, my greenhouse has these, what do they call them? Oil filled windows guru? Uh, the windows are all set up with uh, heat sensitive oil cylinder right. or mineral oil right. cylinders. So they're kind of designed to, at like 77 degrees, that oil starts expanding. 
Um, and the hotter it gets, the more it's going to expand through thermal expansion, and that opens and closes the windows based on the temperature for you. That without without using any electricity or anything, it's just passively can open and close and help control that environment in there a little bit. Weren't you guys having heat issues and talking about needing to hook up some type of just a fan? Like, All we needed was a fan. But I just have to, or anything? have to thank Guru, man, that one like checkbox for the whatever, however many hundred dollar upgrade it was for that few hundred bucks made that greenhouse, man. Environment, environment, environment. For the windows, yeah, it would be ridiculous to have to go it, out there and manually open those windows different times of day and everything where you can, they used to make those cylinders out of beeswax too, which mm. actually just a cool fact. <laughs> Interesting. Anyway, so I, think, the, I think that's the difference between my greenhouse and why, why it's so goddamn easy, man, so. I recommend. Aren't they pretty much open all the time in the summer? Just out of curiosity, if they open at 77, it's pretty much always above 77 in Fort Collins in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. They close at nighttime. Um, and sometimes if it's a, if it's like a hot night, they won't close all the way, but they do. They will get like close to closed at nighttime. And then in the wintertime, they completely suction down on and seal up, which is pretty cool. Yeah, for me, it's about keeping the rain wow. and the hail off, man. So no heat of your greenhouses if it's 95, which I don't know if it's already gotten that hot there, and wish with the, just with the windows open, your greenhouse isn't up into 110 or something? No, I don't think it has gotten to okay. 95 yet, but no, it hasn't gotten insanely hot in there. No, and at some point, though, it, it will get insanely hot in right. there, and the passive uh, climate control isn't going to be enough. So we are looking at uh, like high pressure misters to be able to get some of uh, evaporative cooling going on in the Mike, greenhouse. Mike, the DGC knows how it goes. As, as episode like, I don't know, we'll say in a month from now, Scotty's gonna be like, remember when I was saying the greenhouse is easy, DGC? Shit, you got, you know, <laughs> and you'll have like bitch. ABC problems. But that's what, you know, growing's learning. And you've never had a greenhouse that size, so that's that's badass. Hey, my plants are went, growing big. I, I went back to yo-yos just to mess around. I haven't messed around with yo-yos in years. Really? So instead of doing the scrog method, this this flower around um, messing around with yo-yos. Man, that's like changing biker gangs, man. Be careful, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a scrogger, man. Nah, uh, you know what? I, we do. I, you know, actually, I'm one of some of each. Indoors, I like the bamboo stakes. Until I lose an eye, I kind of don't even want to joke about that because it'll probably happen. But anyway, uh, outdoors, I'm a scrogger, though, man, because just a giant greenhouse, man. Just scrog that shit up. Uh, outdoors gross. from seed, big stakes. Uh, outdoors from clone, you have to scrog. Yeah, and when I say outdoors, I'm kind of talking just rows and rows of, of something or rows of greenhouse. I can tell you that uh, I keep it way different, Mike. I have a gross shack. Instead of a greenhouse, it's we just got a, a song a car, for that, man. A carport frame that I put some wood framing over and then some greenhouse poly over that. UV rated, if you will, but it doesn't have sidewalls or anything. It's mainly weather protection because it can rain quite a bit in British Columbia at different times. But, dude, I don't, Guru, can you show the picture of my autos are taken off? Uh, my FastBud autos, they finally got the multiple sets of leaves. And when I go out there every day now, I'm seeing progression. I'm like, yes. Especially since it's got warm, the metabolism I'm on are just kicking ass. So I'm excited for my first auto run here, man. I got uh, a couple more autos that are a week behind these. So I'm going to have to learn how, not learn, but get better at scoping the flowers a bit. Right. Adjusting my feedings a little bit. Um, what are you looking feeding at them? The, what are you feeding what, them? I just um, right wish now they, they looked have a little darker, their, man. What did you say? They need to be darker? I wish they looked a little darker. Um... I don't know. If you were here, I think you'd be happy. Is, is it all. just a flash or something? 
No flash. No Look flash. Look how green that stuff looks behind it, man. Not <laughs> that is the forest. <laughs> those are the blueberries. That is the grow What are you feeding those, man? What are you feeding those? And also pictures, especially outdoor photos right. of plants, can be kind of deceiving because your phone will do like a random white balance on it. Okay. So to your actual eye standing there looking at those plants, I trust dude's opinion on uh how a plant should look. You know I respect you as a grower, I man. It. But I'm just busting balls because uh I don't know. I like to carry a whole bunch of nitrogen in the flower. And I just got to get this idea out there before I lose it forever in the yes, back sir. of my head. Uh, we need a Dude Shack song Definitely. parody to Definitely. Love Shack. What the hell? I <laughs> just Oh, yes. I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> I'm already there, bro. Right. I'll tell you that I'd rather underfeed, which I'm not an auto from what I've learned, than overfeed it. So I'm, I'm being light on them. Yes, um, you are right, brother. You know, I, I'm out there watching them every day, multiple times a day, so I can they look good. I, I just... What's that? They look good. They got the, the shape of the leaf is nice, man. They look good. I mean, just yesterday I had, uh, I thought one of the leaves was looking light with the deficiency. So, but I'm keeping an eye out, Scotty. Don't you worry. Stoked to watch these turn to flower. Never grown an auto um, and keep learning, uh, pushing the growing curve. See what we get out there. Hey, throw uh, some 20-20-20 on it. You'll be fine. That's <laughs> what the guy at the nursery the other day. I don't know if I told you. I was buying a blueberry bush, right? And um, a cool older guy that takes care of the whole big outside, and he's like, "Yeah, tell me all about blueberries and this and that." And I'm like, "Well, what do you guys feed this? Aren't they acid loving?" Or I'm gonna put it in some peat in a, in a container, like a 30 gal container. And he's like, "Inside, there's this stuff called 201010. Put it on <laughs> everything out here. Everything <laughs> out here gets it once in the spring." And once midsummer, and then everything is perfect. And I'm not shitting on it, I guess. It's just hey. minerals, right? Mineral based fertilizer. Well, let's bullshit about that just for one second, because before that was all invented, you had to respect the soil, <clears throat> had to build that nutrition in the soil. And it really meant you had to, you know, understand the whole soil cycle or whatever, how, however you understood it, but you had to rebuild that soil. Once they invented these chemicals, man, and you, I'm just bullshitting. It's almost like a wake and bake kind of bullshit session. But, dude, everyone was just like, who gives a fuck, man? You drop the more of these chemicals you drop on, the bigger the plants grow, man. And it's so just, you call them chemicals. Yeah. Now, isn't it, aren't they just mined minerals? Ah. Uh, yeah. No, no. Some of the top dress stuff that you're talking about, it depends. If you open up the bag and it kind of smells funky, like poop and no, other things. I'm talking ammonium nitrate. Uh, no, there's a company here that they sell in like all the big, you know, the big box hardware stores called Job's, uh -huh. and they make a five four one, and it's all like organic stuff. It's all feather meal, bone meal, um, sure. certified organic. It has mycorrhizae in there and different beneficial bacteria, and it's meant to be a tomato. It's called the tomato and vegetable top dress, and uh, that's what I'm top dressing my my outdoor with this year as an experiment. My, my, my point was that if you just keep dumping if chemicals on soil and it grows bigger plants, then why the fuck give a shit about the soil? That's kind of where we've been for the last, you know, however many years. You know, people just being like, hey, I, don't I agree know. with that. Miracle Grow works, and the more I spray on it, the bigger the plant grows. In agriculture, though, a lot of times those guys are 
they, they get soil tests done before, so they know they get poundage recommendations to right. have a balanced soil of the fertilizers that they need to put in, what organic matter they need to put in. Um, but like a home gardener definitely isn't getting any of that stuff done, or no. most of the time isn't getting that stuff done. And yeah. they do just kind of stick to the miracle grow thing, and they never get a soil test. So when they start to throw stuff out of balance, they don't know that it's happening, and they just think they're not good at gardening. <laughs> Guru and I are making new messaging for the new Real Growers website. And it starts with, you know, your soil's alive and filled with microbes. And then it just ends up being like, uh, recharge, it's got what plants crave. Now that, since you've said miracle grow, nothing, recharge, it's become idiocracy, man. That's the joke, dude. You love I like idiocracy. It. I Don't like it. it. This baby's wasting on you. Uh, the, uh, I had a, 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 a friend, my daughter's friend's father, growing his Canadian four outdoor legally. And he comes to me, he's like, I heard, you know, you do this stuff as a show, you're, you're a grower, what do you know? And he was showing me a plant that was really green, like, and if they've been outdoors, they've been getting watered a lot because of the rain. Um, and I was like, man, and this a few deficiencies I couldn't tell. I'm like, what'd you pot in? And he goes, miracle grow potting soil, like with a, it was enriched with like a food. I'm like, dude. Like they're <laughs> First getting- off, that's awesome. It's rich with like a, a food. <laughs> <laughs> too much, too much, too much. I gave him a bag of recharge. What's he feeding his said, kids, man? I said, look, <laughs> use this and nothing else probably for a month and a half because it has the time release type shit in there. And I've seen, I haven't opened a bag of Miracle Girl lately. Last time I did, there was like chunks of shit and I was just like, dude, come on. And it's just funny how it's still, it's embedded that Scott's or whatever did a good job with uh thinking I'm going to grow some cannabis. Let me go get some miracle grow pot and soil. Folks, please go to your hydro stores if you're going to start to grow. Right. Uh, that's what they're there for, or at least your local nursery will probably still have some miracle grow potting and soil, but a lot of nurseries are pretty cool, and they can give some good recommendations for staying away from that route. I just got to ask, what was the first thing you ever dumped on a weed plant? For me, it was miracle grow. I mm. fucked up oh. and used the miracle grow perlite that has miracle grow, like fertilizer into the perlite okay nice fucked uh, everything in, up in, yeah fucked Your everything seeds up didn't like it yeah interesting idea right there to go ahead and fertilize perlite that's oh, just funny funny they all <laughs> got I guess bag, you wanna... bag the cow shit from home depot <laughs> nice i'll take it give me a pallet good stuff um, what do you, you want to do dude what do you want to do brother that's what I was asking, Mike. If you're still hanging here, I could throw. Uh, we have one question involving out, outdoor grow, a little bit of a pest issue. Sure. I could throw up. Yeah, yeah this one was actually. Ask, you know? This one was tough. I couldn't figure this out. Come on, let's bullshit about this. Maybe, uh, maybe the panel, the live panel, can help us. What's this look like to you guys? All right, this is titled "Tripping with No Map." What does that mean? Like you're kind of like, you're like shit. I don't know what's going on. Like, you're tripping, tripping without with no- a map, man. Yeah, you're in the woods, man. You're tripping with no map, man. You just, you just. You, you, you are your own map, dude. You're your own map. You know who's telling you where to go? The trees, brother. Perfect. And I'll by the way, it. it could be thrips. So I think tripping and thripping, man, that might be like a play on words. I don't know. All right, this is by Teabag and Tommy. This is Hey DGC. <laughs> Wait a minute, time out. It's Teabag and Tommy, right? Yeah. Do me I'm a favor. Sure. What, what's Bechtopia say down there, man? What, what's her comment start with? 
<laughs> it starts with who's teabagging. Who's doing the teabagging? Who's gotta, getting teabagged? Yeah, that's right. what we got to start off with, all right? Before we answer any other questions. Okay. All right, all right let me get to the question in the commentation. <laughs> hey there, DGC. I just want to start by saying thanks for the grow knowledge. Thanks for checking it out. I greatly appreciate all what you guys do in the grow community. I've been listening to the show for over a year now and have been a Patreon member for five months. Cheers. Thank you for making the show happen. It was only right because a wise old man once told me, knowledge is not or is to be sold, not told. Hmm. What? It's to be told, not sold? Are you sure? It's to be sold, not told. I don't That's know. Not I don't cool, know, but he's... Man. That's not cool. <laughs> no, I, think, <laughs> I think knowledge is old, not told. Yeah, maybe he's dyslexic. <laughs> Fair enough. Now down to business. I'm having trouble with one of my outdoor ladies. I was wondering if y'all can help a brother out. She was previously a mother plant before I brought her outside to veg her out. Okay. Never had any issues until just recently. I'm finding these little small holes throughout the fan leaves. I've searched the whole plant top to bottom for insects and mites. There's no sign of either. I'm not sure if it's from heat stress, nutrient deficiency, or nutrient toxicity. If someone could please guide me in the right direction, that would be greatly appreciated. I have some comments on this plant, but we can look at these leaves first. Um... Man, uh, those things, I, I don't know. I, I put a, an image up. I don't know, Guru, if you can check it out, but of thrip damage, and that looks like fucking like murder thrips or something like that. You um, know? So, so I think it's a flea beetle. A flea are they are like do they have murder flea beetles? At all? No, 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 no. I, they're not right. murder yet, but they're murder. <laughs> they murder cannabis plants. Right. Um, they're these okay. like little shiny specks, and they disappear really quickly. You don't need many of them. But I've experienced this before in multiple areas of the United States, both the West Coast and the East Coast. Um, either that or could be a leaf hopper. For the last few years, um, those two bugs have been very common. Now, in, and Guru, uh, if, when you're seeing damage on leaves, that is, you're like, obviously this is something chewing on it. Something a little bigger than, you know, a, a thrip or a mite. I think there's probably what? How many different insects might cause damage to your cannabis plant at night or whenever? 30 plus? 100 plus? Especially outdoors, there's going to be a lot more options and potential opportunistic bugs, too, that are just cannabis isn't their normal plant that they infect, but it's there, so they did. So it, you can't, like, like Mike is saying, it, it probably, and especially if you can't find anything on the plant at all, it's not one of the more common bugs and it could be one of the less common bugs. And in that case, it would probably make sense to release some generalist predators um, onto the plant so that if something does show up, they can take care of it. If it's, yeah, a, if but, it's, a, if it's a beetle or a, a more like macro bug, um, gonna be a little bit harder. What about in bed, man, man, doing some azadiractin yeah, or something, man, making it taste like crap? Yeah, what did you, well, Mike, you're gonna what have you to do? You're gonna have to use an oil base, so whether you're using, um, you know, um, whether you, I don't want to use brand names, but, you know, whether you use something that's a neem oil, whether you use a perithrian oil, um, depending on how organic you want to go, that's going to be the only thing that, in my opinion, is going to work on something of that nature. Be using um, silica, a, you know. Yeah, strength. you can use silica, too. Silica I mean, systemically. Silica too, but at this point, the, the plant can still eat through the new shoots. The new shoots are still not going to be strong enough. Um, well, so, the, you know. I know the so idea with silica is as a preventative. 
Well, actually, I'm saying water it in. If you can water it in and then there's one-two punch with the azadiractin, the silica makes it just more difficult to get them, the mouth parts in there. And then the azadiractin makes it taste like shit. Make me go to another plant, man. I'm so going I, to another buffet. This one's going down a hill. So I mess around with things like lavender oil, too. You know, I don't spray it on my buds, but like my fabric pots. And then I just keep weeds down in the area. And that's a good preventative method. Um, you know, they have... Tons of products that are really expensive now that are powered by thyme oil with a corn carrier. So you can make your own. You have the old school surfactant, um, surfactant um, that you can make with your Dr. Bronner's. Um, if you want to play around with some citric acid and, and uh, some sodium uh, benzenate and some yeast right there, you have something that you can make at home if you brew kombucha. I like uh, Scotty's buffet analogy because we're making the leaf not taste good. It's going to get one bite. You're like shit, man. I'm putting that. I'm good. I'm done with this. Yeah, uh, so, sizzling used I, I to wanna, be good. Look at the plant. Uh, the first picture of this whole plant. I want to give a tip here. Uh, your plant to teabagging, Tommy. You got if this is the current. You know, we're in June here. Your plant to container ratio right now. If you were like in mid flower, I'd be okay with. And you're gonna be okay, but you can definitely top the shit out of this right now. Um, you're gonna end up with a plant that's. You know, a couple a feet of water, at least yeah. more tall. And on a hot day with that container size, um, unless I'm looking at the picture wrong, it looks like a 25 or 30. You're going to chase after that all day long. You could, you could not, I mean, water it morning, noon, and night. It's happened to me playing in, in 20 gals outside. And then when I was getting to flower, I'm like, shit, man, these are totally rooted out. So outside volume is king if you can plant bigger next season or keep on this plant. Don't treat it good for a little bit. Top it down. Piss it off. That's what I'm going to do with my two of my photos outside. And, and then get it happy up. again before you get to bloom time, which I say is around August 15th, probably. Why not step it up, though, man? It's still veg time. Just put it in shit, transplant that bitch? Yeah. No, stake that, stake that shit out and feed it multiple times a day and let that turn into a monster. Yeah, it's going to be a pain in the ass, man. If, if you're around, if you're around, if you're, or if you're around to do that, then I'm, I'm for what Mike's saying. You just got to be ready to maintain it or have some irrigation. Um, for me, I'd probably be topping this plant two to three more times before I'm going to bloom outdoors. Scotty, you said transplant that? Yeah, come on, man. Let's get a 60. Call up Shane. Get me a big grow bag. Radical bag. You get, a six, get a 600. <clears throat> there you the hopes, go. I've done it. Transplanting a pot this size. you got a couple friends helping. Or if you're setting it in its new container and trying to cut away its old container with a sharp razor, but if that's a hard nursery pot, be ultra careful. I've almost cut, you know, tips off when you're like cutting through an old nursery pot because it's so big. Turning this plant on its side and pulling it out is possible, but gonna be a little tough without help, so. Deal. So get a friend. Yeah, bring a friend. That's what weed's all about, man. Look, Scotty, he's got your version one greenhouse. No, that is not. Mine was a little <laughs> bit nicer, but. Fuck yes, man. For a couple hundred bucks, you got you a greenhouse. I'm proud of that. That's awesome. And look at that plant you're growing in it, by the way. I don't know if that plant is in it. That plant looks like it would just fill it out. <laughs> I think there's like two hot. of yeah, those. Yeah, too big. Yeah, there's like one or two of those. That is their garage, all right? It's a two-plant garage. Can I remind the DGC, uh, visit the pros, dudegrows.com forward slash pros. Uh, try not to have the show just heavily laying, shouting out at you to go here and there. So we're summarizing it. All the sponsors are over on the pros list today. Right. I'll feature, of course, Gorilla Boost. Thanks for being a show supporter. Fuck Great yeah. cocoa. 
And uh, what's the website? Gorilla Boost. Just GorillaBoost.com, Mike? GorillaBoost.com. Right now we're a little bit antiquated online, but we're going to be launching a new uh, website soon within the next uh, month. So, okay. Um, uh, we have a lot of uh, <laughs> listeners that have been hitting me up on uh, on Instagram. Uh, I've been sending samples out to them. You know, if you guys want to try our product, just hit me up on Instagram. Just let us know where you're at, and uh, we're more than happy to put some product in your hands. Fuck yeah, man. Appreciate it, man. And by the way, you were the first one. I was like, oh, you got a cocoa company? Cool. And he goes, I dig what you're up to, man. I want to support the DGC. And I was like, fuck yeah. You rock, brother. Appreciate you. Uh, I was more like, I want in, and I harassed Scotty until he finally, you know, passed, passed me off onto Brett, and he then Brett, by, you know, vetted me, and then I was good to go. He, he came by the house, man. That's all you got to do. You just got to come by the house and get me baked. You bring Mr. Soul with you, you get extra brownie points, man. He brought me with him. <laughs> good shit, man. Good shit. How are you doing on those genetics there, Scotty, from Soul? We got, we got to get some more seeds for the DGC. I think we do. I think we got one left, and I think I might have stolen one. I mean... And one got lost, I think. I'm not sure what happened to the Grim Glue. Fair enough, fair enough. I think, Mike, we'll hook it up. We'll hook it up. We'll have a little powwow. Get some more seeds for the DGC as well. And, man, I don't know. What do you think? We could put it in a bag here? It's been a pretty good day. I'm scared to smoke any more weed because I forgot. It's, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm supposed to be, like, holding in with the family starting about a half hour from now. So, shake it off. Shake it off. you're listening and you missed your uh, powdery mildew question here i will bump that to the next grow talk don't you worry but uh yeah shout out to some producers here that help the show dogrows.com forward slash support anyways the support guys check it out so we got glow tree glass all right flip hound 420 local green girl what's up bob the builder and uh Slim Dickens again? <laughs> no, he's all over the place, man. That Slim Dickens is all over the place, man. Uh, I got Great Fogoa and Puma 420. Oh, got the alternation going on here. All right, Turby Bacon and Stony Brony. Thanks for hanging out. Gorilla Boost Mike, guys, we'll be coming back at you with some grow talk on Monday. And uh, have a good weekend, man. Stay higher. Stay good. Thanks for having me, guys. Good boy. Shout out to Guru. Thanks, man. Have a good weekend. Some people love to blaze up the deck. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And when the boss says is to take a little break, that means we're lighting up a dude. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep a good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed In my toolbox there's a bone Some people start their day off with a pill It's what the doctor says to do They shake their heads at natural medicine Go ahead and try something new, new, new It's just weed It's just weed I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on It's just weed it's just weed. I like to smoke it all day long. Yeah. Now if the big man catch you riding high, oh, we gonna lock you in a cage. No. If you wonder why he hates the dank, 
Get away.